to Success Beneath the Surface, hosted by Deborah Fell, Managing Partner at Chief Outsiders. Deborah provides insights specifically for CEOs from growth-oriented companies. Thank you, Susan. Herbie, <laughs> thank you for being here today. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier, and I want to share how excited I was to meet you because the story is I'm at a conference Herbie, who I'd never met, is at the same conference. And I walk up to a group of people, some of which I know, and introduce myself. Herbie introduces himself. And then we embark on this incredibly inspiring conversation. In fact, we sat down and had lunch. And Herbie, your enthusiasm and energy and passion for all things, including your Vistage group, world's largest CEO advisory group for anybody who doesn't know that, of which I am also a member, different groups. And I just said to you, if I weren't already a member of Vistage, I would join just based mm -hmm. on your enthusiasm. So thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast and be being here today. I know you're a busy guy. And before we get going, I'd like to just give you a proper introduction, if that's okay. Read a little bit that's about absolutely your, okay. your background. Absolutely. Thank you. So Herbie Duvernay, is Principal and Chief Executive Officer for Windwalker Group, a client-focused, award-winning, minority-owned 8A small business. And since becoming Windwalker CEO in 2012, over 10 years ago, Mr. DuVernay has increased the organization's workforce, introduced new business offerings in cybersecurity, physical security, professional services as well. He's led the company's efforts and earned a Defense Security Services Top Secret Security clearance and also has built contracts with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and Department of Defense. Mr. DuVernay has 25 years experience in infrastructure protection, intelligence, law enforcement, investigations, security and loss prevention, crisis and risk management, and aviation and port emergency management. And in his spare time, he's also founder and CEO of Rise Development and Construction. And Herbie, I wanted to read that because it's so packed with what only part of your life is. I'm sure there's much more to your life, but it, it's very <laughs> packed with your accomplishments to date. So in your words, tell us about your story and your journey uh, to where you are today. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you very much. And and by the way, Deborah, I'm a strong believer that we were supposed to be here today. So I'm just awesome. just, just to let you know that we were supposed to meet when we met. Love it. You were supposed to feel my energy when we met at the time. And you were supposed to ask me kindly, thank you for that, to be on your podcast. And, and when I say, yeah, of course, I'll do it. And everything's supposed to happen the way that it happened like now. So just kind of think that way. I will tell you that this is how I've been growing as an individual, as a person from many, many years. And then I will tell you that my story, my personal story that I like to tell people about me is a fact that I came to United States when I was 20 years old and I didn't speak a word of English. I didn't know anybody other than you know, by the grace of my father, who was here before, was able to get me a green card. Then I came to this country 20 years old, never left Haiti, all the country that I know is Haiti and everything else. And I came to the United States. And the place that I came first was in New York City. Came in New York, a lot of people, a lot of, <laughs> it was in December, very cold, you know, oh, Haiti, gosh. tropical climate, very cold. And, and all of a sudden I came to this place and I'm like, it's overwhelmed and a lot of things going on. 
And then I, from that point forward, I moved to Boston for work because I realized there was not a lot of work in the 1989. That's when I came, December 26, 1989. Okay. So I realized there was not a lot of work here. And I moved to Boston. When I moved to Boston, there were plenty of work, plenty of oh, opportunities. So I did a car driver, a clean bathroom at Harvard. I always tell people, I went to Harvard. Bathroom, <laughs> bathroom at Harvard, oh you know, oh. and then I did all type of work that I can do. And I, I've, Throughout this journey, I went to Northeastern University, get a bachelor degree, and then I went on and get a master's degree after that. And my career took off from there. My career took off from there. I got many jobs and opportunities. Yeah. And then I will tell you that throughout this journey, and that's what I realized that everything that happened to us meant to happen. And then what we have to do in life is to learn from these events and then make us better. Yeah. as a person, make us better yeah. as a leader, make yeah. us better as whoever you want to be, a family member. And that's what I have been doing. I've been really through that journey thinking everything that happened to me. And I, I, and I tell you, every single client things that happened to me, every single event, at one point in my life, you know, when I was in Boston, I was homeless for a few days. I slept outside, not in a home. But you know what? I feel that my work that I do in real estate development has a yeah. lot to do with that because now I understand the importance right. of having affordable housing, make yeah. sure people have a roof under their head. So I understand that. That's kind of, you know, give me a different perspective that many other real estate developers may not have, right. you know, because many of them may not have the opportunity that I had. So yeah. I realized and I, what I've done is taking all this turbulation, if you want to call them like this, or events that happen in my life, mm -hmm. and then use them in a way to push me forward, in a way someone should be a better person. So that's what I have done. So throughout my companies, I've done this, all the organizations that I've been to. So when I met you, and I feel so the energy from you and the things that you're doing, because you're doing all the CEOs that you're helping, yeah. and I feel that there was an opportunity for me to yeah. show you the energy that I have, and, and we were able to connect. We're able to connect. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah. We had great lunch. And oh, God, it was great. But it was a fine venue that we were in, but you really made that great. So along the way, were there ever points in time that you felt like you're just going to give up? Or was that yeah. not even in your view? I think that was not in my view because of my upbringing. Because I was raised by a single mom. My mm -hmm. mother raised me. And my sister, you know, my mom had two kids, my oldest and myself. Mm -hmm. My mother went to work six days a week in a factory in Haiti. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know how to read and write. She mm -hmm. was in a factory standing up for 12 hours, Monday wow. to Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then she always come home with hope. I remember the hope was I was able to spend our 12 hours of work. She can feed us. So the hope was always in her face every day because she was able yeah. to work. When yeah. they asked her to work extra on Saturday, she yeah. feel that she wants to do that because she yeah. realized I'm going to have extra for my kids. I'm going to have extra to help my kids. So because of that upbringing, because of that yeah. hope, I never really, when I come to this country, I realized the tremendous amount of opportunity available yeah. to all of us. And I felt that, Wow. As a matter of fact, 
it was never for me a time to feel down. It was a time for me to say, I don't think I have enough time to grasp everything. <laughs> so, so it was more yourself a little break. You gave yourself a little grace. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't have enough time to do all of that. <laughs> so it was like, okay, then it was like, I know we all have a set of time that we're gonna be on this earth. Right. I'm like, this is great. This is what an opportunity. What I was overwhelmed. I wasn't like feeling like, oh, you know, it's not yes. for me. I'm not yes. gonna make it. It was like right. I was overwhelmed. I was yeah. like, geez, I don't have enough time to learn English enough. But I know it was there for me. All I have yeah. to do is start. So I was always trying to train my mind, saying, Herbie, all you got to do is start. Just start somewhere. Yes, <laughs> just and just keep when going. You wake up. Just start <laughs> you know? and just keep going. And then you go out going. with hope. And like your mom, you come home with hope. You yeah, come home with hope. That's a exactly way. So, yeah. so that's what I was doing. So I was always yeah. in that kind of mindset. So every step of yes. the way, I feel that unless I start, then I will never take opportunity for everything that's going to come my way. If I spend all my time and energy thinking about what I don't have, what I should have, what I don't have now, then it will be a waste of time. Therefore, I will not have the thing that's set up for me to have. So I had this mindset from my mom when I came here and realized that yeah. I need to do that. I need to create this mindset when I came yeah. to this country of mindset of hope thinking that this is great. Let's keep going, keep moving, keep getting right. what you have to get. And then because of that, I was able to be move forward, be successful. And by the way, the other thing also too is sometimes we don't realize as we move forward, we are making progress. It may not be fast enough. Right. It may not be quick enough. Right. It may not be everything we have. Right now, Deborah, I'm talking to you. I'm learning, learning about you. Me we too. met at the vestige. We didn't know about each other. Right. It's an advance from where I was five years ago. It's an yes. advance where I was two years ago. Yes. So I see those as opportunity to learn, to understand, yeah. to get to know people. So yeah. that's how I was. So it was never for me like, oh, my yeah. life is, is not good. You know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I never focus on this. And I was thankful that I had a mother that sort of bring that into me and I was able yeah. to get it. You yeah. know, she probably didn't know she was teaching that to me. I was like, oh. That's how my mom was. She was always hopeful. And so I'm just going to emulate yeah. her because yeah. I respect her. I love her very much. I'm just yeah. going to follow her lead. I was able to open that key to success that I have right now. Yeah, what a wonderful gift from your mother. And what a gift back to her to kind of carry it on. She must be very proud through the years. Yes, sure. yeah. absolutely is. It is a gift for me. And that's how I look at this, that gift she gave me yeah. and, and the gift of life yeah. she gave me, which right. is awesome. But right. also the right. gift she gave me to sort of learn that from her, with this kind of ability that's able to help me. So right. as I go through life here, as yeah. I get tribulation, as yeah. I get set back, you know, if you want to call yeah. it that way, I switch that. I say, you know, I'm going to take those setbacks and learn yeah. from them. You know, I'm going to take my setback yeah. of being a homeless, learn from it. Yes. Learn to be a better person. Learn to understand affordable housing in much different yes. way that I would never understand that if I wasn't yes. homeless for, for a yeah. few days. I kind of, I got at it. So yeah. how do I, am going to do that? So my tribulation in Haiti, growing up in Haiti, so yeah. I understand how the use of money. Well, yeah. I'm going to use that lack of money right. that I didn't have to yeah. use that a little bit different. I'm yeah. going to use that the fact that I didn't have food for some time, you know, not two or three times a day, sometimes once a day. I'm going to use that to understand the purpose and the importance of food yes. and conservation of food 
the importance of making sure everybody has something. So I use that in a way to inform yeah. me yeah. to be a better person as opposed to my life is horrible, what a right. horrible life, right. like a loss of energy that I think I'd be better suited to use in a different way than than being in a negative way. So, you know, it's interesting how as you were having those experiences, it sounds like you weren't, you know, sort of falling into your self lack of things. You were actually progressing and you're thinking about these issues on a macro level, which is actually quite remarkable. And then went on to create a company. So let's talk a little bit about your companies and and maybe even start with Rise Development and Construction because that's kind of the track we're on, but I definitely want to get to Windwalker and how you, what your motivation was for that as well and how you figured out what to do and if there were perhaps mentors or even just advisors along the way. You don't have to talk about them, but just what and who guided you along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the the story of Rise and my relationship with my business partner has a lot to do with everything you do in business or in life. You need to show up as authentic as you can and be open as you can, be transparent as you can. So my business partner was my client in the Wynn Walker Group. Oh, so wow. A client of mine, in a job that we did that we did okay. not do well. We really did not do well in that job. And then when I met him, he was a client that worked for a company that I was my client. Yes. When I met him, he was high up in the chain, very uh-huh. high up in this company. When I met him the first time, and then we connect automatically, and I share with him the fact that we done job for your company. He's like, oh, really? What did you guys do for us? I said, well, we did job for you. We did not do well. We did not perform well. We fell in that job. And now it's time for a quick break. CEOs need help growing their companies, but don't always have the time or money to hire a full-time chief marketing officer, CMO, or chief sales officer, CSO, or both. Recruiting a quality full-time executive can take months, not to mention the ongoing cost. In these challenging times, CEOs need battle-tested growth executives who can help companies successfully navigate the uncertain waters. Partner with Chief Outsider CMOs and CSOs who will function as strategic operators to build and execute your growth engines. And we're back. And then we, high sign, we were getting too much than we should have gotten. Mm -hmm. And we didn't understand your process because of that we're failing ourselves and failing you. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that on the table mm-hmm. to you. So instead of you hearing that from your colleagues right. or your people, and I want to make sure I'm transparent about that. Yeah. And he appreciated that from day I'm one. Sure. It's like, well, listen, oh, the yeah. first thing he said to me is like, well, listen, Herbie, we all fail, including my company. Mm-hmm. We fail all the time, our client. I appreciate the fact that you told me that and you're being transparent yeah. about it. From that moment, he saw in me transparency, honesty, the ability to understand that sometimes how we can do better and automatically we connect and trust and we connect from that point forward. And then throughout our connection, that time he told me, listen, Herbie, I'm going to sign an exclusive contract with you and I and your company. So you're going to provide terms of security services for my firm and I'm be your contact and everything else. So you'd be my mm-hmm. contact from now on moving forward. Wow. So I moved from five layers down the climb <laughs> that I have to the top guys, you know, one of the top dog in this yeah. company. 
I'll begin yeah. to lie. One is being wow. transparent and everything. And to that interaction, then I was able to chew less <laughs> because I know I couldn't do too much. Yeah. I was being careful not to fail him or fail yeah. ourselves. He see the way that I react. He see that I show up on time. I show up early, yeah. sometimes anytime. He's seen my work ethic. He's understand that yeah. this guy's for real. He also understand that the tremendous value that I bring to him, because yeah. at the time I had a reputation. I have a reputation in this community as a, a reputable business person that yes. do the right thing, have yeah. the right character, all those yeah. kind of attributes that yeah. he was able to learn. And then he decided to leave that company and say to me, Herbie, I'm going to build my own firm. I yeah. said, well, I'm doing security. <laughs> he said, I'm not doing real estate development. I want to let you know that. He said, Herbie, you have tremendous value you can bring to me. One is your character, which is important. Your yeah. background, your guy that can guide us. As a matter of fact, he said to me, you can guide me. <laughs> you know, because you have things that I don't have yeah. and you're bringing really yeah. and, and excited yeah. to me. And this, my business partner also grew up in an affordable housing. So he learned this story okay. about me. You know, we yeah. were grew up in, he grew up in public. I was in affordable. He was in public housing. So yeah. that's how he get his, his oh, open. Wow. He's like, we share yeah. the, this in public housing. He yeah. said, you know what? He yeah. said, we, I think, and he said, I enjoy being with you, Herbie. I just enjoy, I love yeah. your positivity and everything. So I show up authentically. He said, let's build a company together. He said, you build a company together. You bring your time, the yeah. time that you have. I love you to be a partner, full partner in a firm. So I'm a, actually, I'm a majority partner in a firm. So mm -hmm. I brought to him a tremendous amount of contacts, connections, opportunity-wise, mm -hmm. and then, you know, ability to connect with people. Yes. And then we right now in our development firm, we're doing about $2.7 billion of development work. Wow. In she said 12 the state. I mean, it's like we've grown three years tremendously, you yeah. know, growing. And I still enjoy the same relationship that we have from day when I met these yeah. guys to now. Yeah. So yeah. my two partners and yes. I, myself and my partner Jim and my partner Brian, yeah. both of them are tremendous friends and yeah. connections and contacts yeah. and and we just connect. People want to work with people they trust. 100%. People that like People yeah. that feel that you're authentic. Yeah. I think that's what people sometimes yeah. miss in business. Yeah. Is like yeah. Because a lot of time we forgot that what you say, what people can read about you is one form of communication. But how you show up is another form of communication. How you are is another form of communication. You don't have to say much. There's people that just will say, much. wow, this person, I just like, right. I just like this person. Yeah. authentic. I yeah. like to have a beer with them. But yeah. they never say it to them, I'm authentic. Nobody comes and says, oh, I'm, I'm authentic. Trust me. I'm a trustworthy guy. You, know? you probably would not trust someone like this. Like, okay. You just feel like, oh, this yeah. is authentic. You have energy. Like I never said to you, oh, that one, have high energy. You know, you got to get me on your podcast. You just say, oh, I just feel the energy from yes. you. Exactly. I'm going right. to get you on my podcast. Yes. So that part of me was yes. what I think being the success that I have in Rise construction and development. Again, with my Wen Walker group, I built for 10 years from the beginning. I start Wen Walker group by leaving a great job. I had a wonderful job and working for, for the airport here. It was, was top of the line, you know, senior management. And I decided to say, I'm going to start a business. Again, I never had a business before. I never had an uncle who had a business before. But one thing that I know, and one thing that I know in this country, even though you don't have an uncle, you don't have a dad, 
But it's a tremendous amount of people who have done business you can learn from. It yes. means they're on your disposition. And yes. one of the other thing is many of these people, as, we, as I'm doing right now, I'm right. sharing my information for yes. no payment. People right. do that all the time. People yes. want to tell about the story, they how they grew up, how they did it. I realize that I can rely on people, on partners, on contacts, and yes. connection yeah. to yeah. learn from people, yes. listen how they're doing, and listen yes. what they're going through. Listen, yes. the, I've gone to all of this a business owner have about cash flow. You know, how do I get a bank to give me a loan? Up yes. to all of this thing. I mean, we are established right now, full yeah. of capitals and all kind of thing. But we were not like this at the beginning. But I yeah. learned from people that went to a couple banks and banks said no. You went again. You went to a different <laughs> bank. Yeah. Different bank said no. You said that's okay. I'm going to go to no, until a friend. Yeah. Talk to this yeah. bank. He's a friend yeah. of mine. And the next, you know, oh, yes. the banks are not a problem, Mister Herbie. I can give you the goal right now. And yeah. then things open and doors open. And that's what I've been doing. So we built yeah. that company from nobody to 211 people we have right that's now. Awesome. 211 people. We that's are doing great. security company. We are doing security, physical security, cyber security. We're yeah. also doing training development because yes. 2017, I acquired another firm, a training company, a, yeah. a small woman yeah. on Training company has been around for 25 years, doing training development for all major agency, federal agencies you can think of. So I bring yeah. this company, small company yeah. of about 30 people into our team. We combine that together. So now we have a training sector. We have a security division within the firm. So we are, you know, again, a 211 firm doing business in many different states and also many different federal agencies all throughout and then we have an exceptional companies. Again, I've been building for the past two years. Again, when you have, a, again, part of learning, when you have a company, the bootstrap is you build, you you out there, you're knocking doors, you know, you're doing yes. everything. Yeah, and you're you the rainmaker. You're rainmakers. Rainmaker. You do everything. You do everything needs to be done. And you bring the team to help you support mm -hmm. the company. And once we have this, the past four years or so, I've been focusing on culture. I've been focused on culture and fun because I realized that it's not enough as an entrepreneur to just have a company to yes. make money. Yes. I think it's more to have a company to make an impact. Right. How do you have a firm that made an right. impact? An impact on people who's yeah. part of your organization. How do you allow people to be themselves, to show up as themselves, to right. enjoy what they do, right. to have an environment that they feel proud to be a part of, that they feel proud to belong to? I think once you figure this out, it's even pay five times because your clients come to you because of that. I mean, that's the other thing. So I realized that I can be better as a company internally, yes. work on our culture to be a better firm. Our yes. clients will come to us because of who we are. So, the so same way my friend, my partner friend, yes, that's to me because exactly. of who I am, who right. I am at the time, right. he will come to you because who you are. And that's what we're trying to do. We're saying and to ourselves, there are certain clients we're not going to have because they're not our proper client for us. Right. There are certain clients that want us to have them and we want to have yeah. them. So what part of what I'm hearing here is when I think about your journey, when you show up, nobody has to wonder who you are. That's and, correct. And <laughs> because, you know, you know, I could be sitting at lunch, perhaps there were some other people around the table and, and I just didn't know who they were, and they were probably perfectly wonderful, but it just wasn't clear. But you immediately present as you are, and then you bring with you this sort of 
you create this culture around you of positivity. Yeah. And then it sounds yeah. like at a certain point, you evolved and either realized or it was just the right time, right? Where right. you, you recognize the culture wasn't just you and what you bring, but it Thank was you. who you built around you. And, yes. and then it sounds like you've also gotten to the place. It's what clients you want that are a fit within your culture as well. And that that becomes exponential for the growth of your, of your business. 100%, okay. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's part of the evolution mm-hmm. of being entrepreneurs. And I will say that well, I'm so thankful of you. As I say, we were meant to have this conversation today, to have this meeting today. I'm so grateful for you to listen to my story. And I, I'm grateful of you for seeing the energy and it was able to get me the opportunity to get this form and talk to your listeners and viewers and so forth. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe in all your favorite podcast apps. Just look for Success Beneath the Surface. Chief Outsiders, part-time growth executives with full-time results.